You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joy O'Connor, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Hope everyone had a great, relaxing weekend because um, it is anything but a relaxing market this morning. Markets are in the red, but we got a lot of news just flying left and right. So we'll cover as much of it as we can. Our guest today is Tim Quast. It is Market Structure Money. We've got to have Tim on. He is the founder and CEO of Modern IR and Market Structure Edge. Today's show is also sponsored by Market Structure Edge. I'll put the link up on the screen right there to learn more about their platform once I find the link. Okay. Um, that's 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 a breakdown of the show. Uh, news. Tim uh, Tim Quas, 835, and then at 9, I actually have, I'm bringing up my own guest, guys. Uh, you, you can hang out or, or you can leave. Um, Eric Bautunis, who is like one of my favorite people on Twitter in the markets. He's an ETF analyst at Bloomberg. He's going to come on with me at 9, uh, talk ETF. So a uh, big show today, a lot to get to. Joel, bring out those charts. How are we doing this morning in the pre-market session? All right, Spencer. Not well. We're down 33 handles. I battled a little bit last night. I got up to 39.14 and a half and then completely fell apart. Uh, We have over a 50-point range so far, so that's that's a little bit over the nine-day average trading range. Uh, The low, 61 and a quarter, Eh, that's no big deal. We're just back where we were on February 5th. The interday low, or the Globex low, was uh, 38.60. No big deal. Just giving back some of February's gains. Uh, Crude, that's in the green by 60 cents at 59.86. Gold digging its way out of the bottom of the trading range. Gold is up 1760 at 1795. Silver's in the green too by 23 cents at 2748. And Bitcoin getting volatile hit 57,790. And now we're down 
Well, let's call it sixteen hundred bucks. Let's just call it fifty four hundred. Triple D. Do you got any disasters on your hand on your oh, hands yeah. today? Oh yeah? yeah, there's quite a few here. Oh yeah, a little <laughs> bit under siege. Anything long tech is like, ugh. You're 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 working it, and that's not even looking at the long term investment account, which is obviously loaded in tech. Don't so look. This is an ugly day. Yeah, you don't look on down days, right? <laughs> in your long-term portfolio, anyways. Can't help my trading account. Their losses are sitting in front of me. So anything tech, not pretty here this morning. So a lot of rotation. I mean, we're seeing a lot of stocks that are actually trading higher here this morning. Some of the more defensive names. A lot of news stuff. Cole's up 5 bucks here. They yeah. got an activist in there. Um, you're seeing Oracle trade higher. Some of your banks are holding on okay. I mean, uh, a Discovery, which I do have a position in. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much hedged, though, actually. Um, it's uh, trading up substantially on earnings. but you do. So you do have some good stories, but you got a lot of ugliness. Just a lot do you know why Oracle's everywhere. up? Why? Cover and bearings. Is that what it was? Yep. They like yep. that. Yep, yep. They're coming Barron's, in. Baron still has influence. Yeah. You know, it's just... Now I just, you know, before I used to read all the articles and stuff, and now I just, I don't know. It's kind of like reading the show from last week, a lot of it, you know. (laughs) They listen to our show and publish it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, Oracle's getting a pop. I see. So what do you, like, Dennis, when you wake up, you see the big red. What do you think? What, what, what are you attributed to? I, I kind of caught you late. Oh, I on don't the, even uh, know. I, when I see the big red, I'm not going, what is it What is it attributed to? I'm going, how do I control the damage? <laughs> so I'm in damage control. I haven't had any time to really look through. I know I saw a headline, oh, Europe is weaker or something. No, I mean, it's not Europe. Say. Well, that's what they try to say. What I don't know what the reason is. I mean, we've been, in the mega cast, we've been worried about them for a while. And, you know, what they keep rolling over here. They're not looking healthy. It's not good for my long-term portfolio, I'll tell you that much. But the mega caps have not looked healthy here for a bit. Apple has looked weak. Amazon has wouldn't go up, wouldn't go up, wouldn't go up, and now it's starting to go down. So, I mean, there is weakness in the mega caps. A lot of money hiding in those places. We know it's moved from mega caps to speculation. If it starts coming good. out, and it's been coming out of speculation, you think maybe it's going to go back to the mega caps. Maybe it's going to come out of everything. So we are, we're in a big bubble. There's no doubt. So we're going to have pullbacks here when you're in a bubble. Is the bubble going to get bigger, though? Like, how big does the bubble get? You know, are we here on the bubble? Are we here on the bubble? Are we here on the bubble? Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. But I can tell you we're in a bubble. Um, it's just a matter of how big the bubble gets before it goes pop. Um, did it pop already? On some stocks, it definitely has. Like, we were talking about SunPower last week. I mean, you're talking about a stock that's 55, it's 35. That's a 35, 40% correction right there. You, I got a new thing. When you sell, you know, you when you buy half, you get killed, right? Yeah. And you, when you want to sell half, sell all. Sell all. Because, Just sell all. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> for sell you, I'm button. not talking about, you know, you never sell stocks, but like you sold that some. Where'd you sell that some power? 53. Yeah. I mean, you can't get my. I mean, it went higher after that. It went to 57. I sold it early, I think. I was like, right when those four or five days from Jan, when the short squeeze was happening, was it squeezing this too? It felt like upside capitulation. So I sold 80% of the position. I literally just kept a small Oh, 80. Small oh, that's good. I sold good. a huge chunk of Sun Power. Good, good, um, good, good. And that was a good one. I mean, I bought it at eight. And I sold a 53. Oof! So it's crazy. You can't, you know, yeah, those are good gains. I mean, you can't argue with that one. They're not all like that. I'll tell you that much. It's one of my better ones because, you know, I normally sell too early. I get up 100%. I usually sell half, play with the house's money. So 
Anyways, it's a Before tough we... market for. But people, you know, here you're so inclined. You're like, okay, what can I buy? What can I buy? I get that's the mentality out there. That's what people are looking at on a day like this. What can I buy? What can I buy? Because there's no fear out there. All there is is fear of missing out. This this day isn't going to start the fear. One day, if you get some follow through, then you're going to start to get some fear, and it could get ugly. So, am I coming in and buying the dip here on select stocks? You know, look at your you look at your portfolio. What do you need? Stay diversified. If you're all in on some penny stock here and it's getting killed today, well, you kind of get what you ask for because we teach on this show to stay diversified. Have at least you know five, ten positions at least. And not all small caps, you know, have to be diversified across industries, too. Because if you're all diversified in tech right now, it's not helping you this morning. So It's rates, Dennis. It's rates. It's rates. Is that the what they're worried about? Yeah, the entry rate uh, boogeyman is coming. Yeah, yeah. But that's TLT it. isn't really, like, moving that much here this morning. So. But look at that chart, though. Oh, I know. I mean, look, yeah. I mean that's like a ski slope. Yeah. That's like it, Mount... Yeah. Well, I, and I've attributed that that nobody wants to own any bonds when they're worried about hype. I'm worried about inflation. I think the bonds are worried. My bond market is exactly. worried about inflation there you too. Go. Yep. I think I think it's a serious issue. Um, you know, they we know that they say there's none and they're not going to worry about inflation, but we know that's a lie. Um, and then we look at you know what's happening around you. So I think that's why it's hard to be bearish stocks if you're in an inflationary environment True. because asset prices inflate. So I, I've, I've been trying to buy more real estate, like trying to do some different stuff because I'm very worried about inflation. The U.S. dollar has been the absolute worst place to be. And does it continue? Like, that's why crypto's hot. I mean, people are worried about inflation. Well, crypto inflates in an inflationary environment. Do you think we're going to hyperinflation or we're going to get, you know, the inflation rate's going to jack up more? It's hard to be bearish stocks. That's why I'm, I'm fairly, you know, as for much, as much as I get, I'm pretty much fully invested. So I do have some cash. I always have some cash. And, you know, in Gotta the, have in cash. The cushions. Yeah, I always have some. So I'm never 100%. And I'm never on margin 200% and stuff like that in my long-term invest portfolio. My trading account, you know, it's always using margin. But in my long-term investing account, I'm not like in my retirement account hitting up margin and, you know, trying to get all in and trying to get rich. I just try to pay the bills. That's the goal. Pay the bills. Faster reopening than expected, right? Uh, kind of. That's a little bit inflationary. Now you got a couple trill and stimulus coming on down the line. And then you got the increase in the uh, supposed increase in the minimum wage. So a lot of inflationary factors out there. Well, I mean, what's but... minimum wage in Florida? What is it? Do we know, Spencer? Isn't it like five bucks or something? No, the federal minimum wage is like seven. 20, is it seven so, bucks? Yeah, it's like seven twenty. That, that's the federal. So it'll, Still it'll just... though, imagine trying to pay the bills on seven bucks an hour. It's tough, man. There's a lot of people that For, got Florida, it really hard. I don't know why you asked about Florida, but it's eight fifty six. Eight fifty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now it's eight sixty five. Okay, up. well, eight dollars and sixty five cents. Yeah. But you imagine working an eight hour shift and getting sixty bucks, trying right. to pay the bills. It's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. All right. It's a lot not of people possible. got tough. It's not a lot possible. of people got it tough. Merger Monday. Merger Monday. We got what a, we lot, got? Of, Two got a deals. lot of deals. Uh, funny comment in the chat. I'm sorry. I forgot who said it a few moments ago. Uh, CTB Cooper Tire is up because people mistook it for copper. That's hilarious. But no, it's actually up because oh. they're merging. They are actually, they're get, they're yeah, they're being bought is to, to be more accurate. Uh, good, tires, Goodyear eh? Tire. Goodyear Tire. Ticker GT is buying Cooper. What ticker a dog, CTB for forty one seventy five 
per share in cash and their stock attached to the exchange nice. rate the exchange ratio 0.907 shares of goodyear 0.907 i like it 0.907 shares of goodyear stock for every share of cooper tire stock that you own Remember, so don't trade this on dollars where you go in 51. No, I got to do five. You do one share to one share when you got a 0.97 or 0.90. So that's how you get there. Well, maybe 1.1, but you could trade it one to one. So if you got, if you're, for you risk arbs out there, you got 500 shares, you're doing 500 shares the other two. I know the dollars look funky, but that's the arb when you got a big cash component to it. Um, GT getting hit on it. The acquirer typically does. What CTP, a dog. got to trade off of that now. I don't know. Hard to get all excited about talking about a rubber merger. Yeah, uh, someone was asking in the chat what we thought. They had some positions in it. I mean, if you really want to be long Goodyear Tire and you think this is going to be good, then uh, then go ahead. I I just think the whole thing with the way auto you know vehicles. I mean, are we going to need as many tires if we have all these uh, you know? <laughs> Joel short tires. We're going our we're going we're gonna short tires because we're all gonna be driving flying cars. You don't That's... need tires if we're going to flying cars. Look at the Goodyear chart and my buddy Ross, who I used to swim with, man, he's he's worked there forever and he's always moaning about the stock. I mean, if you think that this is it, this is what's gonna turn it around, and you know, you could take the share. Just had a nice rally off the off the March low. Am I adding Goodyear Tire to my portfolio? No. Mm. If I was lucky enough to own Cooper Tire and I got this, uh, uh, you know, this deal, I'd go cha-ching and I would move on. But but I don't give investment advice. So S&P is down 35 here off the low of the day. Then you got a bank merger? Bank merger. Yeah. MTB, a bank that I had an account with once and took me a year to cancel that damn account. I'll never oh, really? open an account with them again. MT Bank is going to acquire Peoples. United Financial, ticker on that is PBCT. So it's going to be a uh, – a, uh, let me see Not here. much of a premium. Yeah, Cash people – so it's a stock deal. Um, Peoples United shareholders will receive 0.118 shares. Point one one eight. No Point, cash? Uh, uh, no. Well, it's, like it's an, all, it's an all stock deal. All stock deal. Yeah, that makes sense. Point one one eight. Yeah. So multiply the MTB price times point one one eight to get your PBCT price for your risk garb traders. And it'll trade, trade off that. I love all stock deals. It gives me something to trade. Tell they put that financial transaction tax in. And then oh, I saw you going at it. I saw you going at it with uh, like an administrator this weekend. I don't Dennis. know who I was going. I go at it with everyone. I don't know Robert Reich. Are. I don't. He know was like Robert a former Reich labor secretary or something like that. I don't know. Was I yeah. going at it with them? Not in I Canada. Went, he wasn't. I went at it with a few <laughs> Oh, people. I forgot. He, you wouldn't know that. People, people that are just promoting the financial transaction tax blind. Watch saying, out. Why wouldn't you do this? What's the reason not to do this? Oh, liquidity maybe? Oh, market maker exemptions? Because, yeah, and I, it got brought up, and we're going to talk about this with Bill Hertz yeah, here with this Tim. week. And, and Tim, we can mention with Tim a little bit too, but Tim's got it's got some other stuff as well, and, and Bill's going to be in on this too. But just, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, yeah, well, and it was brought up in the hearing. Well, Hong Kong has one. They don't have any problems. What do they have in Hong Kong? A market maker exemption. What do they have in France? A market maker exemption. What are they going to have in the U.S.? A market maker exemption if they push this through. So Citadel's not going to pay. Virtue's not going to pay. Two Sigma's not going to pay. It's going to be you that pays. 
Anyways, we, that's my that's my rant. We there will be a market maker exemption on it. Mitch is already clipping that one out right now to put up on the. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with telling the, you, with, with people the think, they're, oh yeah, let's punish these hedge funds. Well, the market making hedge funds are not going to get punished. They're not going to pay it. There's no way that they put that through without a market maker exemption because you'd have no liquidity. So there you go. Little All guy right. pays. Uh, let's go with. Uh, Wait, so, I, I, I want, you want to finish on the mergers? I want to talk. Uh, Okay, or, or we know. Yeah, our, go, you go through some of the SPAC deals too, if you want. Yeah, That's there, what was there, there, there's a. Well, I was actually going to go to RCL because their earnings were just out. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, let's go, let's go. Yeah, they always report after eight o'clock or around eight o'clock. It seems like they so. Try to screw us on this. Show. RCL adjusted EPS. They lost five dollars and two cents per share last quarter, that which actually is good. better than people <laughs> thought. Better than estimates. <laughs> Sales. Is that you stickering at us? They only lost five bucks a share, so, but they aren't even sailing. How, I don't even understand how they're, they're, how they're only losing five dollars. How the hell do they have revenue when they don't even sell? <laughs> Sales of thirty-four point one four versus thirty-five point six million dollars. Where's all this revenue coming from? Thirty-four million. They're not. There's no ships in the water, is there? Are they sailing yet? They must be sailing a few of them out there. The few ships out there. I think it, maybe it's future bookings. Must be. Yep, future like- bookings. T-shirts or something? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Someone just put that. DJ Wired. I did not steal that from you. I just uh, thought <laughs> that t-shirts. off the top of They're my head. T-shirts. Royal Caribbean T-shirts. All I have to say about this is I don't know when I put that kind of jagged 50% in there. I put it in. I know I put it in there a while ago. Probably last time this thing had earnings. And wherever it is exactly – it's respecting that. So whatever it is, 79, 80, 81, whatever that is, you get above there, hold above there, then you got a shot. But uh, really been respecting that 50%. It got back to February high, but just just hanging out. Can't really make the next move higher. So do you're you, telling me there's a chance. Do, do, you, want, do, you, want chance. To, do you want to encapsulate how Dennis, how Dennis feels about the cruise lines in, in, in two seconds? Sure. Yes. I own one, though, remember? That's Dennis running away. That's Roadrunner. I'm not running. I even that's... own Norwegian. I still have NCLH. Oh, okay, fine. Because I'm like with Raz. I'm like, if we're getting out of this thing, people are going to go on cruises. So you know what? I think that they buy the a dip. Old... If you get a dip in this, I think it gets bought. The old so Roadrunner. I'm still sticking. I'm sticking bullish the cruise lines. I've actually been bullish the cruise lines. Okay. Unless this this Thanks South African strain comes and really starts to spread. That's the wild card, and we know that the vaccine's not working as well. They don't know if it's going to be effective or not, but they know it doesn't give as many antibodies or something. I'm not an epidemiologist or biologist <laughs> or anything like that, so you know that's just what I read. Yeah. But you know, watching that, that South African strains are wild card here. So that's is uh, is is Norwegian like are they putting their dip in their toe in the water or something? Because this stock looks a lot looks better. That's cleared its fifty percent. There was a headline last week, I believe. Uh, yeah. Oh, look at CCL. Yeah. yeah, it was Tuesday. They extended their okay, suspension. Joel. They're up again today. The reopening trade is on. It is. It is. Should, it's been listened, on. I should have listened to Ann Arlene. She was. She'd been stuck in this, and she just decided at ten bucks just to make a stand. Just like that's it. I'm making a stand at ten. And now look at it. Trying to break out today. Wow. There. There's good. There's a reopening trade. What? Let. From that, do you want to go SPACs or you want to go airlines? No, I want to go airlines. I want to go airlines. Let's go airlines. Okay. Uh, well, Boeing. I, I guess that's near. Oh, Boeing. That's okay. Let's Boeing. get the bad Boeing. news out of the Boeing. way. Boeing. I'm not sure if you guys saw this video. Uh, you show you, it? If, I don't want you, to. If you didn't, allow me to. Uh, All right. 
show you that wow, video. Sponsors in a wow, fancy guy gets in the uh, office early. And so uh, imagine, like, look, imagine, yeah, imagine you're, looking out your window and yeah, seeing this. You're, you're out the window. You're looking out the window. You're you're at the window seat. Oh, great! I got the window seat. Not so great. <laughs> okay. Now imagine being this guy. I'd be like, I'd I'd push my little button above, you know, and and call the stewardess over. Uh is it okay that the wing's on fire? No, 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 no. no. Now imagine being this guy. You're just enjoying a cup of coffee. <laughs> and that falls in your yard. <laughs> falls in your yard. Man, that'd give you a headache. Jeez. Did you show the video yet? Look at the snow they got yeah, there. Yeah, I, I just so much it. snow. I I'm like, oh, it's talking about the delay. Uh, did Mitch see it? I Is asked it Mitch. It was over his flight path. It was over the flight path was over. Mitch. It was over Cal- <laughs> uh, Colorado. Check your roof. Make sure you didn't lose <laughs> any holes roof. in your roof. <laughs> Go check your roof. Get your ladder out, Mitch. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, everybody's fine, so we can laugh okay, about yeah, it. Yeah, everybody's yeah, fine, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So everyone's yeah. We're all okay. So, uh, it, it was a Boeing plane. The part was made by Pratt & Whitney. That's the, the engine. Uh, and that is a, a Raytheon company. So Boeing and RTX both trading down this morning in reaction to, to this over the weekend. You know what? The Boeing reop the reopening trade is on. I, I I think they buy the dip on Boeing. I know I don't like seeing planes on fire either. And is this going to bring up more concerns? Oh, is in a- was was this a Max? I hope it wasn't a Max. No, was it was Max? not. No, no, it was a seven seven seven. Okay, so a little wing caught a little flame. It landed. Everybody's right, okay. It, exactly. It, the planes were meant to withstand this. It yeah. did. It landed. We can. Yeah. We, we I think they have like a built-in like fire extinguisher and like spots. We can it's, laugh like, about it. Go, uh, do you wanna? Do you want? Uh, do we have a second for some stupid Joel trivia? Yeah, yes. we always do. Who made the cotton gin? Eli Whitney. Okay, there you go. Wait, you that was it? it? Yep. I didn't know. That's got I, nothing to do with anything we're talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? He was working on that engine, Pratt and Whitney. Oh, is that where the name comes from? I don't know. Oh, I know I just... nothing. <laughs> I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I'm completely lost now. I was going to say, Boeing, I kind of want to buy the dip on this. Oh, go ahead. I know. I got, you know, it's, it's scary to buy the dip when you're buying stocks when their wings were on fire. But at 208, you got a level to lean on there. 208. And you know what's holding up in the pre-market, too? I'm going to say that level holds. I kind of want to buy the dip on this. I kind of like Boeing. All right, let me look at the chart. Let me look I back. like it here. It's down through. I don't own it. Three percent. I kind of want to own it because the reopening trade's back on. You know what? We're gonna start. Are we gonna need as many planes? It's gonna take a long time. Yeah, I don't know. Business. It seems like they got something going on. What? It seems like they got a a, something on fire. They they haven't had a good couple years here, Joel. We're not gonna. (laughs) We're not gonna. You know, first they had the planes that are crashing, and now they got the and then they got COVID. Now they got wings on fire. But you know what? I don't mind the chart, and I think the reopening trade's on. I think people are looking at this saying, I've been wanting to get Boeing. Here's a little dip. I think people will be buying the dip on Boeing. I kind of like it. They kind of did already. They kind of did already. I mean, you did, uh, on the initial news, you did get a little dip to, what was that, 207 maybe? 207.22? Do you have anything on the dailies? I don't know. This is what I don't. I don't. Well, you haven't broken down here yet, so I'll I'll, I'll give you this, Dennis. You got all these lows right here, in this area. Where's mm-hmm. that coming? Two nine, two ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a little bit. Uh, two seven, two seven to two ten. That's real good support. You're nowhere near that, so it's not as bad a news as everyone thinks. If you're buying it here, prepare to buy maybe more at two oh seven, two oh eight. I kind of like it. Good. 
Good, good, go. Go for it. All right, so Dennis is at his computer last night. He's doing some trading. He's a headline. What's Starboard value yes. is going to merge with 6 Terra. And what does he say to himself? Show me the money! Show me the money. <laughs> no, not really. It's not up enough. Really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Wrong day. Why did they hold the headline? I mean, here is one thing. When you got an earnings report and it's it's scheduled, you got to report the earnings. But if you've got a deal, and, you know, I mean, the rumors were out last night, but they officially report it this morning. You see the futures down 35. Hold the headline because you're not going to get people rushing in to, like, say, oh, yeah, I love this deal. People are, like, rushing out of stocks today. It's the wrong day to report a deal. The other one, too. What's the other one? NSTB. I own them both. And you know what? I kind of like the NSTB deal better than this one. This one's very interesting. Yeah, Apex Clearing. I mean, you got digital and the current. You, you got so, digital currencies in there. Apex Clearing, uh, yeah. is, as as far as I understand, is the clearing firm of choice for the vast majority of these retail trading platforms, right? Oh. Uh, I, I know you know they they don't use Robinhood as its own clearing, so they don't use Robinhood, but they're the clearing firm for Webull. They're the clearing firm for uh, Gatsby. I think for they clear for TD Ameritrade as well. Um, I, 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 if you want to play, you know, place a bet on the retail trader, NSTB slash Apex Clearing is is maybe the yeah. way to go. Yeah, and then it's got crypto too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Believe so I mean, you get a little bit of everything. I kind of like. It. I think it's kind of sexy, but you know what? Wrong day. Don't report these deals on these days. We're down 35 points. Crypto is in a mess right now here this morning. So, I don't know. I, I wish they would have held the headline for an extra day. I kind of like the deal. I've been on both. I don't know. I'll have to reevaluate. I sold some of the SVAC early this morning. I got up to 13. I got out of part of it up to 12.75, I think. Um, just because. It's it not a, that's not sexy for a, for a SPAC. You know, don't well, yeah, but you didn't know? think Starboard wasn't targeting crypto. They weren't targeting EV. No, it's totally. actually a, a company that's making money. Did you see this? They got six hundred eighty million in revenue. That company they bought. Joel, you, so, Joel, you want co-location? not sexy? You want? I'll tell you, not sexy. What's not sexy? FAII is a spec. Uh, they're merging or they're buying uh, ATI Physical Therapy. Mm. Boy, what oh boy! It's it's a physical therapy chain. <laughs> It yeah, must not be a sexy. very. What good were they mark. supposed to be buying? Did they know? Because it's down. Yeah, because it's not sexy. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. chart's hurting. That's well, what I'm saying. The chart's hurting now. That's <laughs> all of a sudden they're buying something. Is that official or rumor? Uh, I think it's official. I hope someone got that in the in the chat because you guys didn't get it. They're uh, buying a physical therapy. We get place. it. We get it. I I didn't even hear what he said. Uh, he said it's hurting. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here, Joel. We got all these sound effects. Yeah, yeah like man. Like, it's right. like CNBC all of a sudden. That's what I spent my weekend doing. I don't know about you all, but that's what I spent yeah, my that's weekend doing. It's kind of fun. Uh, like FAI, that deal is official. All right. So. so they don't like that one either. So I yeah. don't that's know bad. if I've traded this one, Fortress Value Acquisition. I, I own a bunch, but I don't even know if I own this one. I don't think so. But Hopefully not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, but anyways, this is one of those days where if you're reporting deals, they ain't giving any forgiveness on anything today. So I know it's a Monday. Maybe they like to report these things. Again, I'll just say to the SPACs out there, if you're running a SPAC and you got a headline that you want to announce a deal, you see the future's down 35, 
hold the headline till the day the futures are up 35. You'll get rewarded better. So that's my tip to the SPAC. Is that, is that your, based on your um, marketing and public relations uh, yeah, sure. education? Well, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Why do you want to report you. a deal with down 35 handles? This is man, not the day to report a deal. I tell you, silver and gold are hopping here, man. And I, they're both they're trading up a storm here, and they're both trading green. Gold a little bit better, but man, they're hopping. Gold trying to get back into the eighteen hundred handle. Market plan defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. I mean, Bitcoin's off. That's good for. Where's they Bitcoin? had me. They had me shaking last week. They had where, me shaking where, in the gold. Where's gold Bitcoin market. now? Where it was last night? I'll tell you that. Where is it now? Uh, yeah. The futures are at fifty three thousand. They were at fifty, almost fifty-eight thousand. Oh, so we're leaking. Uh, it's risk off. It's risk off Monday. You know what? And I don't want anybody complaining to me that's long Tesla because I I gave you guys plenty of warning in Tesla about that seven eighty level. So if anybody's stuck long Tesla, I don't want to hear about it. Just cut through it, eh? Yeah. Just sitting yeah. here hanging there. You know what? The tech all doesn't look healthy. That's why it's hard to just come in here and say I'm going to load up tech. Because, like, obviously a lot of us have a lot of tech. I have a lot of tech as well. But coming in here and saying, I want to get a merge and I want to be buying tech. I mean, the dips have been rewarded. And maybe it's the play. But the charts on a lot of these aren't healthy looking They were anymore. bad before. Well, they're bro- they're, they've are they stopped going up. I mean, that you know chart, chart on Tesla, I mean, we've been in this uptrend, relentless uptrend for a long time. This could be consolidation to just go higher. But you got a nosebleed valuation. And you got a lot of people sitting on a lot of profits. So... Maybe it's time to shake us out to like the 600 level. Maybe that's time. It would still be way the hell up from, you know, 600 isn't, isn't absurd to think about on Tesla. I mean, that's where it was in December. So, but that's 160 points down from where it is now. So it's not absurd to think that, that you could get a pullback into that area. Do you, do you get bearish Tesla, start shorting it here? It's tough. It's tough to short stocks. They just find a way it's to bounce It's tough to back. short this one. But yeah. I, I don't know where it's going on the downside. But I know that it has absolutely no chance of upside until it gets back over 780. There I you mean, go. That, so, yeah. so I'm not. Why be a know. hero trying to buy them when they're going down? This is what I've done wrong a lot of times, you know, in my swing trading, my long term investing, is you're trying to catch the falling knife. You're saying, okay, it's a big enough dip, it's going to come back. And at a bull market, it all the buys work. You're not being, you know, it, you know it's geez. not maybe that you're trading well, it's just that all the, all the buys work in a bull market. You get into a little bit of a sustained bear market or a good correction there and then that stuff's not going to work as well so it, it, it's been the environment where buy the dip has just worked on everything i don't know like right now i'm just a little bit concerned again though going back to the original thoughts if you think hyperinflation's coming then you're probably are buying the dip on stocks because they probably continue to inflate i don't even know where you did you draw meaningful retracement here in tesla i mean because you had 400 maybe 400 and 900 that's easy five 650 that that would come in if you want to do a 50 percent off that was that the uh was that that was the uh split move right when it when it blasted off of 400 yeah, yeah. Uh, all right we'll no, keep 400 to it. 600 was the split and then they split we know and oh well, that was the s&p ad no that was the S&P oh that's ad. right that's right 400 right. to 600, and then 695, and I was like, man, that seemed high at that time. <laughs> 695 seemed absurd, and then it pulled back, and I was like, maybe this is the high is in. Well, here we are 10 days later, and it took it out and kept going higher from 700 to 900. But you come down to 700. Or six, like, if, if you think you're buying Tesla on the cheap at 759, you're not. You're not at all. So you just got to – if you're buying it here, you're just saying the bull market's continuing higher, and Tesla's going to be a big part of that. I Real quick. With that, it, it could happen. But I, Tesla's so nosebleed, I got burned in 1999. Tesla will not ever 
at these prices go in my long-term portfolio. Never. It wouldn't go in at 400, from? 500, 600. I mean, I've been wrong the whole time. I'm not putting it at 759. So sold puts once. Yeah, those were good. Well, I've traded it. I trade Tesla all the time. You know, day trade it, swing trade it a little bit. Just in my long-term investment account, like people say, I'm going to put Tesla away here at 759. It's tough. I mean, when I put something in my long-term investment portfolio, I need the fundies too. I don't put stuff in my long-term investment portfolio that's trading, you know, like at ridiculous levels because I did that back in 1999. And I watched, you know, stocks fall 80, 90%. And is, could that happen again? It could. Now, is Tesla going to do that? I don't know. It's such a storied stock. It's hard to be bearish the stock, but I'm not coming in here and investing in it at 759. I want to, well, first of all, I, we have a sliver of that in one portfolio. I would like to get rid of it. I, you want to get rid of it? Lisa's held you in there. You want to get rid of that for the last 400 points. I think 350 pre split or something pre split. Like, <laughs> like, I ain't out of this. Gotta Lisa went out you. We follow Lisa. Lisa uh, knows. She's yeah. good at trading these bull markets. Anyway, real quick. Uh, Sid Stead, I doubt that's your real name. He's asking what I look at for my like indicators and for the market going up and down. It's a, it's the futures. It's not the S and P cash because the S and P cash is I got it up there. That that it's not open. It just trade you know it just trades from nine thirty to four. That so it's meaningless. I watch the March futures and the the uh, the symbol for that is H right now. I'm not sure what platform you're on. If you're on TradeStation, it's at ES. A lot of it is, you know, at. And then I also watch the day session. And we are coming into a rollover. We got a little bit of time, but uh, we do, we're coming into that March futures expiration too. But that's a little ways away. Eight thirty-two. We've kind of. I've done a couple tangents there, Spencer. Yeah, so okay. that's do you have a right? Do you have a tangent soundboard? You know, like when you want to. Like uh, rein us in, maybe like a horse no, sound. Or no, something? no, yeah, it's a work in progress. Uh, I've got a few, a few other sounds here, but uh, nothing that's appropriate for a tangent. I think. Um, okay, all right. Let's. Uh, what know. do we want to do? We got two minutes before we bring on the uh, great Tim Quas. I mean, you're you're on the dip here. Is there anything you guys are eyeing to I'm buy dipping? on the dip? I don't know. No. Like I said, I like the Boeing uh, on the dip. It's the only thing I like on the dip today. Is actually the, the plane that was on fire. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know what's not what's not down today, but the chart would say it is is Fizz, just PSA. Uh, National Beverage had a special dividend that well, I, I actually they called it a one for one split. Yeah, that's but, weird. But they paid it out in the form of a dividend, so it's down fifty percent, but it's not down. It's actually up. It's it's actually up. But right. What is so, they must have announced that when it was near hundred or something. Yeah, yeah, they announced it a couple okay. weeks ago. That's a yeah. weird thing. Fago. Right. Fago Red Pop. Is that what they have? Do they have Fago? Uh, yeah. Do they own Fago? I, I, be- I believe so. I loved Fago. The grape one was the best one. Anyway. All right. Uh, smash that like button if you haven't already. Hit like, hit subscribe, hit share. Do I like I'm unliking stuff? this market right now, though. I'll tell you that. So, I don't know. Do you think I would do this bounce back? I mean, that's what this market does. It's hard to just come in here and sell in the hole, too. So, do you get another shot? Probably. Or we've hit a major long-term top, and we're going to be heading down. <laughs> well, one day end. that will happen. Yeah. One day that will happen. We're, I mean, you had the. I mean, we're nor. I mean, we're still up huge for the year. So how can you get? How can you get spooked? Right. I mean, we're not even at February levels. I mean, come on. This is. I don't know if this is a buy the dip, but this is certainly nothing that's sounding. Alarm patterns yet? I it, mean, yeah, we're way too early to be all you know bearish here. Thirty-seven hundred. I I I sold hardly nothing on my long-term portfolio, so we'll say that. 
in the All last right. little while. I'm still sticking, not fully bullish though, but stay diversified. It'd be okay. We will do Hopefully. tickers. Hopefully. We will do. We will do ticker time after our guest. But I want to bring him on right now. Tim Quast. He is the founder and CEO of Market Structure Edge. Joins us every Monday for Market Structure Monday. Tim, how are we doing? I need to make that my ringtone on <laughs> on my phone. It's uh, such a good Well, point. thank you, Spencer. Good to see you, Joel, Dennis. You guys look happy. Uh, Not uh, really. I, <laughs> we hide it well. We're never happy. really sad inside. <laughs> never happy. Well, well, I was listening to your your comments there in the last couple of minutes, and uh, Dennis, about your, your your feelings on the state of the market. Yeah. Uh, don't you? I mean, don't you think that 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 the appearance of Representative Maxine Waters on CNBC Oof. to talk about market structure—that's oh. got to be the signal of a market top. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's the. If you read the, you know, the classic text on uh, market structure, what you will find is is that is his, history has shown that if Maxine Waters is on CNBC. Uh, on a squawk on the street that uh, that you should you should hedge uh, for downside risk. I believe I believe that's what it. That said. would have been a good that would have been a good thing to know last week. <laughs> Tim, but serious, it's all seriousness. Jump into your right. indicators and let's take a look here because you know we can give you some specific stocks. Right. But what are your thoughts sure. on the market overall? I mean, yeah. we're, we we we've had a good run. Do we well, do we need some cooling off? Well, we certainly have, and uh, and and it's been a good run on the ski slope in Steamboat Springs, by the way, too, uh, because uh, ever since the market. Can we just? At, I always want to interrupt you, Tim. We're, you're you're coming in and out. Your mic. Yeah. Are, are you okay. are you wearing like a clip-on mic or something? Is that, I am. Yeah, I am. Are you on the ski slope right now? I, I, <laughs> we hear you, and then we don't. We hear you then. No, he's wearing a good is mic. He, it's just it, it's the positioning is is janky. So just is that what? I, okay, did just, that improve just, it? Did yeah, that just improve don't, it? Don't yeah, move, just don't move a lot. Okay. So before I answer your question, I was going to say for those who like to ski. So ever since the market uh, uh, bottomed, which was I think the last Friday of January, and I was in the Caribbean, since that time we have had ninety inches of snow in in steamboat so for those of wow. you who remember your elementary school math that's eight and a half feet uh, wow. of snow so then back to your question about the the market and how we think about it i we we always look at how the short-term supply and demand we think of that as market sentiment <clears throat> market structure sentiment and it's not mass psychology it's the supply and demand for stocks and there are factors to consider behind that but we always look at that and, and whether it's rising or falling into options expirations, which were Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week, and market structure sentiment as we measure it is a is a is, has peaked. It peaked on the 18th. Today we have new options trading. If you go back a year, you'll remember that February 24th marked the beginning of the great and brief pandemic correction. And that was the day that new options were trading and heading into that demand for them fell 5%. And so that was an, an immediate indication of risk in the marketplace. And we look at the amount of trading volume that comes from what we describe as risk management. Those are trades tied to derivatives. And believe it or not, they're 18% of the market. So if you, if you have a, a sudden deterioration in the belief of future prices for things like 
low volatility trades or options or futures, 18% of the market cap can vanish. We don't, we don't see that here. There has been a decline, however. There was about a half percent decline in demand for options. And then Friday is a big futures contract uh, expiration. The, in the this, month. Exactly, exactly. Used by trillions of dollars of passive money to true up tracking. And I think there are a lot of tracking errors in the market. So if you put this whole soup together, uh, what, what do we think? Well, I think it's going to be very difficult short term for the market to reach new highs because of those factors. We'll see. I'm, I'm wrong at least half the time. <laughs> but, but 50% the good, of the time, it works every time. Right, right, right. <laughs> the, the good news is uh, that market structure sentiment is very reliable. I mean, it, it's, you know, prices are volatile and sentiment is not. That's the good news. So. Okay, we're going to jump into specific stocks okay. then, too. Can you do some specific stocks and jump into your indicators? Yeah, so, We've been talking right, yeah. Tesla the, all morning. I want to okay. get what you're your thoughts here looking at your your indicators here with tesla because okay. stock has just been kind of hanging out here for a month leaking 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 slowly now we're down 20 bucks it's yep. taken out the lows of the move joel's been concerned about the 780 level we're, we're piercing through that this morning what are your okay. thoughts here on tsla so let's add that and, and there's there's another thing that uh spencer i was thinking about after you and i traded notes that i, I want to talk about because the, this idea of of uh, short squeezes has has really dominated the discussion so i'm okay. going to add tesla here by the way okay. uh traders you can go to market structure edge and do exactly what i am doing for free just go try it there, you don't need a credit card or anything you can set up a portfolio and do exactly what i'm doing here I added Tesla to this portfolio, and I just want to go look at sentiment. Notice it's 1.8. So here's Tesla. Market structure sentiment is 1.8. It's a 10-point scale. So it's way below 5. If it's above 5, it rises. If it's below 5, it doesn't. And it's very statistically and significantly true. So, and the sentiment trend is down, and it's 56% short. So if you want to buy Tesla... You want these things to be the opposite. You want this to be up, and you want this number to be below half of the trading volume. So, And you can see these things coming. So if you look at the sentiment, here's where you should have left. Right here, when the sentiment begins to decline and short volume rises above trend, just leave. You may miss a little higher low here, but you're not going to avoid all that volatility. And look what day how was high, that? This would be – so the optimal time would have been about the – 20 uh let's see here what is that date like right 20, here 20, uh, no, like 22nd the 22nd of oh, january yeah, right. and just yeah. just Ooh, leave nice. right there and yeah. and then just wait for these conditions to improve and then you can come back when this line when this is sentiment and it's not volatile this is price price is volatile wait for this line to begin rising and this line to begin to revert to the trend and you will get gains. You know, there is, there's always an exception to the rule, but that is the rule and the rule is very reliable. Yeah, so, so the, you're looking here, it doesn't seem to be the time to buy the dip on Tesla right no, now if you're looking No, at this. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the same would be true for cannabis stocks, something that everybody has been fascinated with. They're not, yeah. you know, there are not many of them and they're a tough group. Uh, because they don't represent a lot of market structure or market capitalization, rather. But if you look at that, you can create a portfolio and look at them. You'll see that the trend in all of them 
is down and short volume and half of them is over 50 percent. Uh, but uh, anyway, so Spencer, I wanted to point this out, if I may. So this this idea of very high short volume, you can screen for that in, in edge. And it, the point isn't to you know highlight what all you can do with edge. But I just wanted to note this, that if you you're in a portfolio and you want to go screen for things that have very high short volume that different from short interest, you can do that or very low. I just put a little query in here because I wanted to see what stuff is the most shorted in the entire market from a volume perspective. And it's Oyster Point Pharma and PROS holding. They're 86% short. So the, the, the likelihood, if you were selling options, you would, you would want to sell calls on those because it's very likely that you would keep the premium. Uh, those are very unlikely to post gains so long as those conditions exist. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of thinking because people are looking at a right. short interest and they're jumping in saying, oh, this could squeeze. Where right. you're looking at, you know, from a different perspective here is the opposite, that these could actually continue to show weakness because you're not looking at short interest here. You're looking yep. at short volume. Hey, can I hop in exactly. for a second here, Tim? Absolutely, Joe. Uh, we're getting some questions here about you know time perspective on yep. these trades, and I think that's you know one thing that we we got to do a better job of figuring out. You know what are people's uh, time perspectives here? Right, right. Things. So talk. You know when you try try and uh, quantify or qualify day yeah. trading long term. I know you're. I, I can just tell what you're talking. You're not talking about day trading, but just for our listeners, please. I, I think of, of the, the, the approach that market structure offers as medium frequency trading. So okay. high frequency traders would say they have a, an investment horizon of a day or less. And Dennis, you probably do too, but you're an expert, right? You're, you're capable of doing things that maybe the average individual can't. So the hardest thing is to know when do you come and go? What are your entries and exits? Yeah. And in medium frequency trading, you should keep in mind that you have about a 10-day window. That's it. You have 10 days to enter and exit. But if you do that consistently and you and you make three or four percent, do the math on that. Yeah. You will make seventy five hundred percent. That's a very, very good return. And and uh, I think the the firm that taught us that short termism and I realize it defies the Benjamin Graham classic fundamental value investment thesis. But the rules that govern trading today make this true that the. The firm that taught us this is, is Renaissance Technologies. They perfected the art of medium frequency trading, short-term yeah. short term trades. And I think that that suits the market that we have today. Yeah, that's a yeah. great point here. Did what happens if they put this Kevin? financial transaction tax on? Oh. <laughs> because I, we're right. looking at stats on the weekend. I had a weekend talking about a lot. We're going to have Bill Hertz to talk on it tomorrow. But Good. obviously, Tim Quass yep. knows this stuff too. So I want to get your thoughts here as well, Tim. Just on, you know, we had it brought up in the hearing last yep. week. I mean, there is this, you know, thought process that, hey, you know, we need to curb the speculation. Let's stick a financial transaction tax and curb the speculation. Obviously, I've argued I think it does the opposite. I don't think it curbs speculation. I think it hurts liquidity. But, you know, let's get your thoughts here. Well, it, it's ironic to me that that Congress would would entertain a notion of taxing the structure they created, right? <laughs> they, the, the, oh the, the national market system exists because Congress added the national market system amendments to the Securities Acts of 1933 and 34 as amended 
1975. And it ta- you know, the, the wheels of bureaucracy spin ponderously. And it took a long time for regulators to get around to crafting that marketplace. But there, there, you know, there, there are two, three key things here. Number one, that is why we have a national market system that wants 100 shares to buy and 100 shares to sell all the time. It is impossible for any market to always have a supply of product. If you go to the grocery store and you head to the, you know, the, the fresh produce area and, you, and there's no spinach, you know, the, the grocery store cannot manufacture spinach so that you have some. You, there's none to buy. But the stock market does. And the regulators created that. The regulators gave market makers an exemption from the locate rules that the rest of us have to follow if we're shorting stocks. And so most of the time, the the offer to sell is coming from manufactured stock. So that's necessarily going to speed up the process and create immense amounts of volume because prices will change all the time. So then for Congress to create this structure to try to ensure that there's always something to buy and sell and then tax it to boot is, is like telling everybody to stand up and then penalizing anyone who isn't sitting down. It's uh, <laughs> but but will they do it? Well, yes. It, it reminds one of the, the line by uh, Mark Twain, who said, suppose I was an idiot and suppose I was a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. Uh, not that I, <laughs> it's a it's a good line. <laughs> Uh, so, so will they do something like that? I will hope that the regulators who know the, the members of the SEC—they're not—they're—they're not, they're, they're not uh, unintelligent individuals. Yeah, they know they, that they section, they do. section thirty-one fees fund the SEC. If yeah. we add something else to it, not only uh, will we create, as you said, Dennis, a market that doesn't have the supply that the whole market now depends on. Like it or not, this is the way that the market works. But we will probably damage the SEC's ability to fund itself. If volumes fall, it will have to raise those Section 31 fees, and they just cut them, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Well, they cut them from $22 per million to $5.10 per million. So put that in perspective, what's being proposed? Oh, what's 0.1%? So right now the SEC is funded on the $5.10 per million. 0.1% is $1,000 per million. So you're talking about increasing it 200 times. It's a it, 200 and, times. It's not like oh let's double it. No, let's increase it 200 times. Yeah. And that's and the, and the SECs are only on the sells. Right. The 0.1 percent they were proposing on the buy and the sell. So then it would be 400 times higher. It's, exactly. It's, it's it's insane. And so then what would Ken Griffin and Citadel, which is routinely almost 50% of all market volume and the consumer of 90 plus percent of retail order flow from the 60 million online accounts that exist at the big firms, what would they do? Do you think that they're just going to absorb that and continue to, uh, to uh, uh, pay that kind of fee? No, either the cost of your trade, retail traders, uh, is suddenly going to sh- return because it will not be possible for Citadel to afford to buy those orders if the cost of trading goes up 200 Spreads are going to go boom. Exactly. Yep. So they pass I hope- through. Either way, Main right. Street pays. Exactly right. Yeah. There is no free lunch. <laughs> no. When we see that. Yeah. So, okay. Last thoughts, Tim. I mean, we look here. 
And yeah, market thoughts, market, overall Yeah, market. back to the market thoughts. I mean, um, we kind of right. started with this, but maybe we should finish with it as well. Or maybe you should go talk. What's on your mind? I mean, we didn't ask you what's on your mind here. So we're well, throwing in questions, questions, questions. What's on Tim Cross's mind? You know, that, so, so to that point, we use what's called, we, we call it broad market sentiment as our, as our manage overall risk strategy. And generally, and what you see on the screen here, I'm going to back this up six months. So the, 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 uh, the wobbly line is SPY. So it's the S&P 500 ETF. And then the smooth line is market structure sentiment for, that, for the S&P 500. It's, we're not taking the, the index, but we're taking the 500 stocks that comprise it, and we average that data. And so it is very consistently true that when that's, that line is when market structure sentiment is over the red line, the market stops rising. It doesn't always mean it will fall. And when it when sentiment goes below the green line, the market rises. Well, where is it now? Well, it's way over the red line. So from a broad risk management perspective, short term, we would tell people, you want to cut back your exposure in the market until this line bottoms and begins rising again. So how long will that take? About 10 days. That's what we think at present. Huh. So not buy the dip. No, I mean, it's not by the dip on day one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. This is the only entry point the market has really given it full scale where you can say, I'm shoving all of my chips in. We almost had one at the end of January, got all the way to that green line, and it would tell us that stocks are going to rise. But now there is clear risk at least for 10 days, just for 10 days, that the market is really going to struggle to rise and probably pulls back. And so you want to avoid that. That's our view. All right. Tim Quast is the founder and CEO of Market Structure Edge, also Modern IR, joins us every Monday for Market Structure Mondays. Tim, we're getting a lot of people in the chat. Or maybe it's the same person, I don't know, who keeps saying that you look like Tim Allen. Uh, so Tim Allen who run, it, runs a Market Structure website. Really? Not the not the guy from home. Uh, what was it? Home Improvement. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the guy. That's, is that's, it? You get that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 what he's saying. You you look like. So, so I, I guess that's he, a compliment. Yeah, well, I, he's saying I'm getting old. That's because <laughs> because Tim Allen and I are both getting old. Maybe. maybe. All right. He's Tim. a Detroit. He's a Detroit guy. Yeah, oh well, is, well there you go. Guy. Yeah. Well, he's got to right. be a good fella. Tim, thanks a lot. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Tim. Again. thanks, Tim. All right. Uh, hat tip to Richard Judge. Uh, who just dropped us a 50 spot. Actually, no, nice. it was 49.99. Nice. Uh, okay, we're going retail prices here. Thanks a lot, Richard. Richard Judge, we appreciate that. Thank yeah, you so we much. We also, no, we got, uh, bring no the tip big, bell. We need the tip for your sound effects. No Bitcoin? Ding, ding, ding. It was in dollars? It's not uh, it's dollars, no. not Bitcoin. It's not in Bitcoin, Joel. But we do have twenty six like dollars. Twenty six hundred people watching the stream right now and only three hundred likes. We gotta get that like number up, guys. <laughs> All right, I like liked button. you. I like the show. I hey. did it. I liked our own. You know what? Show. Let's yeah. talk uh let's talk well we we've gone fifty four minutes and we haven't mentioned who Dennis has his biggest crush on. Uh oh. I don't Kathy know. Kathy Wood. Happened. Kathy would right, talk Kathy. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, one of the down days, Kathy's stocks don't work that well. <laughs> All right. So she did do some buying on Friday night, she did. Friday day and announced Friday night into it. I'll go yeah. through the list. I have it in front of me. PayPal. Okay. And this is all getting hammered this morning because tech tech is off this morning. So she's not getting rewarded for these buys. 
Viva Systems, V-E-E-V. Small one, that might be up. Oh, yeah, it is up slightly because of cash. The small ones still get a lift. CMLF, slight lift in that one. EXAS is down three bucks. It's not helping there. We got SGFY. I own that. I own that. Do you? Tesla. She bought some more Tesla. Not helping Ooh. there. She bought some U. She bought some Beam. She bought some TXG. VU Zebra I. That's, that's up. up. That's a big one. Okay, there, there's one. She has, has she bought Lizzie. that one before? Uh, yeah. She's she's bought it before. Let me it's up seventeen percent. She's already bought it once. Holy! Let me, let me scroll on Benzinga Pro. Is there other news on that? Every day. You know what? Maybe not. There might be a new one. When she Maybe. buys something for the first time and it's small, they really get a pop. They're like, "Oh, Kathy likes said I like it now too." Yeah, you know, because so. we post her buys every day in Pro, and I don't see Vuzi. That's why it's up seventeen percent. It's a new Kathy buy. Yeah. So we should start talking. There's a big difference between Kathy buy and new Kathy buy, and there's a big difference if she's a new Kathy buy on something big versus something small. This is something small, new Kathy buy, seventeen percent pop. Yep. Yeah. What a, did she sell any um, Palantir? I. Uh, don't actually know. No, that if she starts doing that, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just wondering because she—that was my stock of the day. On it's Friday. up again, a buck, and and, yeah. we, and I had this—I thought it would stop. I thought twenty-seven was overdone. Yeah, you, yep. Thirty. Yep. Still, yeah. Kathy gets behind it. Five million shares. I can't stop buying. So the twenty-five level worked. I thought twenty-seven was good. Twenty-five to twenty-seven. No, going to thirty. I actually we- thought you maybe even have a shorting opportunity. That it could give it back, not the case. Yeah, good so. thing you laid a good thing you weren't trading in a day on that one. No, uh, no Bad we, call this on one, one. I, I got to pat myself on the back on this one. Came down to that 25 area, then she backed up the truck, and then it got the pop, and it just kept on going. But this is what you want to look for here, folks. Uh, you got a gap fill. Uh, that was from earnings, so it wasn't treated well on earnings. This is one I want to see. I want to see this go up to 31.34, fill that gap, and then hold in there. And see what it does. So I, I'd be interested to see if you get the gap fill. Uh, also, the fifty retrace fifty percent of this move, which was definitely a good move. That comes in. Ooh, that's higher. That comes in over thirty-five. So maybe we'll get a gap fill there, thirty-one, thirty-four, and then uh, keep on going. But nice, nice technical trading there by Kathy on PLTR. All right, 857. I'm going to have Eric Bartunas from Bloomberg on in a couple of minutes, but let's do some tickers from the chat. Well, Palantir was a ticker from the chat. Of course, everyone uh, wants to talk. 30 is big. I mean, this 30 level is just the level. Yeah, that was it's, a high on Friday. Huge. Yep. Yep. And yep. it's right here again. It's a big level. Can it take Wait, out I'm 30? sorry. Did you, did you say it's a huge level? Yeah. Huge level. <laughs> He's got the what is it, soundboard, level. Dennis Dick soundboard now. I have some for it's Joel a huge too. Huge level. I have Gosh, some man, I, you, you're almost making me want to come in the office now. Huge level. <laughs> you know what's shameful? The soundboard you, you, going. You, you know what's shameful is, and this is entirely Luke's fault, but the show that I pulled that from is five years old. <laughs> How do you have the patience to I listen was, to that? I was listening to shows from February of 2016. <laughs> Wow. Jeez, oh, man, we were. This is all Luke Jacoby's fault. We're still terrible, but we were, were we on Skype or something? All Luke Jacoby's fault. You know, we should do a show on all the different platforms we've been on. There's been a lot of. <laughs> there's a lot of bad shows. We go and look at. They're all up there. They're all up there somewhere on YouTube. I think. But all, holy, all I know is, uh, after listening to five-year-old shows this weekend, I had one conclusion, and that was: these guys are smart. Oh, okay. he's got another sound effect. That was it. Oh, that was that was oh that was the sound effect. That, that was, was me. That was, that was me. That was you. Mean, you want to do it again? Yeah. Yes. These guys are smart. 
Okay. That's uh, our chat. That's our chat. I was talking about the, the chat is smart. We have the, the smartest chat. chat. <laughs> we have the smartest chat. Anyway, right, there's no other so many good stocks from these guys. All right, guys uh, and girls in the chat. chat coming I don't through. think there's many girls. There's some. There's, there's quite a few in there. There's quite a few. <laughs> okay, let's do a couple more tickers from the chat before we uh, we, we bring on uh, Eric Montunas from Bloomberg. Um, Givo gets thrown in there every day. I mean, Rocket same. Rocket same thing. It's thrown in there every day. Oh, Rocket just can't get off the floor. 20 support. It's at support, but, I mean, it's been in the gutter. Now so we know tough. why Rocket's not going up. It's because of rates. UWMC it's one, right? It's because of rates. It's because people helping. are worried about rates. And you know what I think? This, uh, this like, this Redfin, are they getting into finance? I thought, I thought uh, Rocket did a deal with them. Or was that with Zillow? I don't know. I can't figure it out. If it's rates, but these stocks have really taken off. I don't know. We'll see. It's not going anywhere. Okay, though. let's go. Uh, three stocks next three minutes, and I got to go. Oh man! Uh, wait, we don't got three minutes because we got a guy coming on. For <laughs> wait, 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 okay, Apple. 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 Let's go. Apple. Apple. Oh, it's broken. It's the I've chart's talking, broken right 126, now. One twenty-six, one twenty-seven. I've been yeah. talking about that for a month. Yeah, I don't like the chart right now. I'm long at those though. Oh, this is big support here. Don't yeah. take this out, baby. Not like in the chart. I think you wait on Apple if you're looking to get in. Uh, CCIV, guys, we discussed that like an hour ago. Uh, nah, it's a SPAC talk. Go, yeah. go, go yeah. back. They, and, they announced. They have they. They have, we don't know if they've officially announced the deal yet. No, yeah. it's supposed to be tomorrow. <laughs> it says. It says uh, oh my lord! Was it Reuters or Bloomberg? I'm not absolutely sure. don't know what to do with this stock. Sixty-five all-time high. Oh man, Cisco. What do you want, Cisco? Wow. Okay. Boys are boring, Cisco. I I don't like Cisco either. Next. I don't like it as a stock. I don't it's like fine. it. As a it's fine. Okay. Consumer staples. KO. Coke. Coke. Oh, you went to all your boring ones. I'm going to take over. It's boring, too. All this stuff is. You know what? These kind of stocks, if we start to get a sell off, could actually get some money into them. So they've been out of favor because we're all after the quick buck. The quick buck's not working right now. So today may not be a bad day to nibble for a day trades on staples. But, uh-huh. you know, we'll see. So, someone that's backing up the truck at like 50, 80, but we backed away from there. It's good value um, there. It's just been out of favor. All right. Square so has long. earnings tomorrow. Square. Oh, Square. Let's see here. And this will be the last one, and then I'm bringing Eric on. Uh, if you want to sell near the all-time high before the report, go ahead. There you okay. go. Not a there bad call. All right. My my next guest, guys, uh, I'm going to nerd out here for a, mom- or a moment. Eric Bonchunas is, like, hands down my favorite uh, Twitter follow on financial Twitter. Uh, he is a senior ETF analyst at Bloomberg. Uh, joining me now, uh, Eric, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. It is uh, seriously a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, it's nice to be here. I, By the way, nice job on the Rocky. Are you in Philly? Uh, no, you were. You're in Philly. I no, know I'm that. in Philly. No. That's why it's I, I. You see rocky stuff all over the city, so I feel like yeah. I'm at home looking at you. No, no. Uh, I, I listen. I, I listen to your podcast. I follow you on Twitter. I feel like I, I feel like I know you, even though I don't. This, this is awesome uh, for me. Uh, Eric, you've been tweeting a lot about the Bitcoin ETF that debuted last week in Canada. Let's talk about that. Uh, put some, uh, give us some stats. Put that in perspective because the first day was pretty wild, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, wild is an understatement. Um, I, I, we expected interest, obviously. It's a Bitcoin ETF. But you have to understand, Canada is a very small market. And you can't really get this ETF unless you live there. I mean, there's some other ways to get it if you have a brokerage there. But largely, this is going to be Canada investors. So we thought, okay, there'll probably be some interest. But it traded more than the most traded 
ETF in Canada. So it would be like a Bitcoin ETF launching here and trading more than SPY. It just that could never happen. I mean, normally a, a new launch is lucky to get, I don't know, we'll say five to 50 million in volume. And this thing traded about 250 million and that's in Canada. So if you do the math, that's about $8 billion in trading and the flows, which obviously there's nobody selling it at that point. So those are all buys. So that volume is just pure buy orders. And it did convert to almost half a billion in flows in two days, which again, translating to, to US value would be, it's almost a $10 billion ETF in US terms if you proportionally compare it to that market. And I, you know, who knows if this is just a quick week of crazy buying and it settles down, I don't know. But those numbers are off the charts. Um, for Canada, it blows away the biggest launch there ever, and it would have been a big deal here. And it just shows that if there's an ETF that comes out in the US, um, my God, it's, it's going to just like, it'd be interesting how fast and how quick uh, it gets to say $10 billion in assets. Could be a couple days. Well, even though BTCC, that's the ticker, it trades in Canada, it, it, it does trade in both U.S. and Canadian dollars, right? It does. So there's two okay. tickers. So one's for USD, one's for Canada. The Canada one had the majority. Okay. The other thing that's interesting, by the way, is just uh, if you look, there was another ETF approved called EBIT, the Evolve one. Mm -hmm. And it, it got approved where it launched 24 hours after the Purpose one. And, I mean, it got like a million. I mean, it barely got any action. And that just shows you the importance of being first to market and why they've spent mil tens of millions probably in the U.S. with lawyers, SEC, you know, working with the SEC pr uh, prospectuses to try to get out first. And now there's, you know, there's probably going to be about, I don't know, 10-ish issuers who are jockeying to be wow. the first one out here. And I don't know what the SEC is going to do. It's going to be very interesting to see who they pick or if they approve all at once. I don't know. Do you think this year is a reasonable time, time frame? I do. Um, you know, you know, we, we have seen a history of Canada being first. Uh, they have, they're just more liberal, the regulators up there. And so time and time again, when Canada's first, like with the, let's look at the last example, the marijuana ETF. Yeah. They let HMMJ out first. MJ came, I believe, about eight months after that. And so we're going with about eight months. Now, there's a lot of technical, legal details I won't get into where our regula regulatory guy thinks it'll be longer. But- I just think once the SEC, like let's say this ETF starts rising and all of a sudden it's like the, one of the top five biggest ETFs in Canada, yep. which it could happen in like two weeks. <laughs> That's how fast this is moving. I think they're just going to – the issue will be forced and all that stuff they, they worried about in their rejections, they're just going to get over. And it just the market forces will just be like, all right, and they'll tell the issuers we're ready to do this. And all that time, it it'll all just be sped up. That's my – guess uh but again this is a wild guess I, I don't know so i'm guessing maybe late september if i had to pick all right uh deutsche bank is upgrading the airline stocks this morning maybe they're watching what's happening with jets because because you, you've been tweeting about this as well uh is it is an inflows machine right and then i also got uh the 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 personal life indicator where somebody from my life called me this weekend and asked me whether like Tell, tell me, explain Jets to me. Explain the Jets ETF to me. And I was like, oh, boy. Uh, so tell us about Jets. It, it is just an inflows monster, right? Yeah, and it's it, – well, compared to Kathy Wood, I heard you talking about Kathy Wood earlier. She's an yeah. inflow monster. Yeah. This is like a mini-me version of ARKK. I mean we're talking $3 billion. But what's fascinating about Jets is it took the $3 billion and after 
falling 50%. So in March, April last year, um, normally these theme ETFs or these shiny objects, as we call them, only get money when the, the flow, when the performance spikes. Right. This one was the opposite. They bought in, you can see that dip down, they bought in April, May. And remember Dave Portnoy started to become, you know, all over uh, yeah. Fintwit. And he was like putting out videos saying, you know, we fly in this country. And so Jets was basically being looked at as a proxy for the reopening or how overstated Fauci was being. And so it, be, it came, kind of became like a way to stick it to the man. And so a lot of people were buying Jets probably too early, but ultimately they were right. And it's up 76% since May, which is when Buffett said he was selling. And the flows were, were very good. They took in 70 days straight of flows, which is the third most of any ETF all time, and the only non-Vanguard ETF in the top 10. So this was just a, you know, I, I compared it to Lynn Sanity when Jeremy Lynn took over the, the country <laughs> for yeah. a couple of weeks there. Hot this second. is the this is the equivalent of some bench player coming out and just like, you know, schooling Kobe. Uh, it just was like, wow, what, what's going on here? So that's why we gave it so much attention. Although uh, it kind of like moderated a little bit in August and through uh, October, November. And I started pulling back and that's when Kathy Wood took over and ARC blew up. And so Jets kind of got moved to the back burner, but it's still an interesting story. Wait, but so how are their flows now, though? Uh, they're pretty good. Let me just pull up a chart real quick. I don't know if they've taken any. Uh, it was not as insane as it was back in the summer. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. Like, I mean, yeah, okay. they're, they're, they're coming in. They're not, they're, they're just, you know, it's like 70, 70 million, 2 million, okay. zero, 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 negative five. It's more like normalized a little bit. Uh, back then, it was all inflows for 70 days straight, which is crazy. All right. You, you mentioned uh, Ark and Kathy Wood. Uh, you know, every day we, we talk about the, the stocks that, that, that she's adding, not never the stocks that she's selling. God, God forbid the market care about that at all. But you're coming out of this from an ETF perspective, uh, you know, ARKK, KW, KF, KG. What will stop this train? It's uh, a good question because, uh, uh, you know, I, she kind of reminds me of the currency hedge craze of 2013. DXJ was the way to sort of go long Japan, but hedge out the currency, and it just crushed. And it built Wisdom Tree up, and that DXJ got to about $18 billion within about a year and a half. ARC has done that, but now it's surpassed it a little bit. But unlike DXJ and other ETF crazes that we've seen, Kathy Wood is a human being, and she has emotional connection with her with a lot of her investors. You guys talked earlier about, I love this, the Kathy buys versus Kathy new buys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, people are, there's actually apps now, like about what she's buying and you can buy merchandise. I mean, this is a different situation. It's almost like a DXJ meets the rockstar portfolio manager of the nineties. And we haven't ever seen that kind of come together. So I would say that a, a long year, 12 months or more of bad performance where the drawdowns like 40% would probably knock out a bunch of the performance chasers who have come in. That said, I still think she has a core of fans who are, who are going to be in here for a long time. And we saw evidence of that in March. In March, she was down 37% in a month. That's a pretty steep, quick drawdown. And she saw inflows almost every day. I mean, it was like Vanguardian in terms of just defying the move down. So I think some people at the first leg down are going to look at it as a buying opportunity. And so you're going to have a nice support. But if, I don't know, some crazy black swan event happens, it could be tough. The other thing that she's vulnerable to, in my opinion, is some kind of a regime change to small cap value, where if small caps mm -hmm. and value start working, we actually looked at that. When that happens, she's like 
she'll actually do worse than almost every single quadrant. Well, well, well hasn't that hasn't that been the case though? Well, I mean, right now everything's working. I'm just saying if if like small cap value works and then growth and large caps actually start to severely lag, um, it would have to be more extreme than it is and for longer than it is. But every time we've seen this kind of move to value, it's always been very short lived um, and, and weak. Yeah. And we'd have to see yeah. one that where everybody's mind changes and it's not a head fake or some kind of false, uh, you know, I guess something that's just longer and more psychological for people in the market. Do you have any insight as to who is buying or who owns the ARK funds? Is it, is it mostly retail driven like these flows? Is, is it hedge fund driven? Do you, do you know? Yeah. So if you look at her flows, I'd say on average, uh, about 80% will be retail and 20% will be advisors or, or even hedge funds. Uh, I did see one hedge fund on Twitter saying she, he's going to start to short ARKK because don't forget ETFs you can short. So now you can short a manager that you think is just too lucky or too good or whatever. Um, so we're, we're going to see a lot of volume in ARKK. That's what's interesting to me. There's a lot of flows coming in, sure, but the volume in ARKK, you know, every day you look at the most traded ETFs, ARKK is in the top 10 now. It's up there with GLD, EEM, and that's people selling and, and you know, there are some people shorting. And so she, it's going to be interesting to watch her ETF play out during a, a bad stretch. Um, you may see some hedge funds try to come in and short. You've also seen some hedge funds, I think, what they're doing with ARK. You guys talked about the Kathy, you guys looking at the stock she trades. They're probably going to start buying the stocks that are the least liquid that she owns the most of. That's where the flows would have the biggest impact, right? And then they may right. short the bigger stocks where the, the flows have the least impact in order to sort of like isolate sort of like a market neutral uh, capacity trade <laughs> on the ARK ETF. So you may see hedge funds do some interesting things because we look at some of the stocks that ARK is owned. And before those flows came into ARK in like November, de December, these stocks didn't trade that much. They all jumped by like 10 times in volume and they stayed there even though ARC is only made up a tiny fraction of that volume. So she's producing this crazy uh, buying and speculation around any stock that she gets a large position in. So um, the ecosystem that she's creating around her is going to be interesting. And there's a lot, there's some people saying, you know, this could be rough if there's outflows, it could be like a downward spiral instead of this upward spiral. Um, so, and that's why she's so, this whole thing's so interesting. It's like watching someone on a high wire. You had a good interview a couple months ago with the man, the prior manager of the Janus Twenty Fund, who was kind of like the hot mutual fund of the of the dot com bubble. Um, and with that in mind, it, it, how sustainable is this? So it's a good question. Um, I was speaking with uh, one of my colleagues, Dave Nadig, yesterday, and he was talking about this love we have of pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. Well, Janus went up; it went down. This is you know the same thing's probably going to happen here. I mean, yeah, patterns are important, but who knows? It, you know, if the Fed is just seen as having the markets back and refuses to let the market go down, uh, maybe she could just keep going on for years. Uh, I don't know. Um, I would have thought there would have been something by now, to be honest. But we've looked at some examples in the past, like Janus. We looked at the CMG or CGM. I forget which one it is. That was a focus fund in the early 2000s. That one also had a similar 900% gain, and then it, it crashed in 2008. Uh, so I, I just don't know. And that's why when I have friends text me about ARK, they're like, oh, should I buy ARKK? And I'm like, well, 
look, uh, I wouldn't like replace your S and P 500 with it. Yeah. And I would also tell you, she's up eight, nine hundred percent. So just know you're buying something that's already done that. Um, and just warning people. But I would have said that, you know, eighty percent ago too. So that's why I I try to caveat that with, you know, I I, I just have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but I, I will say there's a chance that if this sort of market continues and the Fed is seeing is backstopping things and there's just this, I don't know, like uh, risk and, and fear is just removed for a while. Uh, it's possible that she builds like a new Janus. I mean, she could be like the premier active fund manager because you have to understand a lot of the big old um, active shops that we know, Janus, Fidelity, a lot of their assets are, are mirage assets. They're just because the market went up. They've seen tons of outflows. Her assets are organic. They're all built sort of the, the, the hard way through getting new investors in. So she's built up a, a, a real legitimate active fund shop. The question is, you know, again, if the sell-off happens, how many, how many people will stay? But um, her, her growth is organic. Most every other active shops is market return asset growth that offsets and overcomes outflows, which is not organic and is not going to last as well, I think, in a sell-off. On the topic of shorting uh, Kathy or any ETF, couldn't that theoretically also help drive the ETF higher if, if they're receiving those 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 loan payments, right? Those loans from, from shorting, from the short? Say, one more time. Say it again. On the topic of just shorting ETFs, yep. you know, if there's going to be a high short interest or whatever. Yeah, I see. And, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy the theory, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So sometimes, like, uh, remember when um, Trump was running and he was, like, bashing Mexico? <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah. And it looked like he might win. People started to uh, borrow the Mexico ETF just to short it. And so we saw this sudden spike in flows into the Mexico ETF, even though it was going down. And it was possible we see that with Kathy. So my guess is if you see uh, a downturn, it's possible she could see inflows for a while. But I think the downturn will, will overcome that. I, I think that's a, a temporary um, sort of cross current. But I don't think it will overwhelm a sell-off and overwhelm a mass exodus. But it is a good point and something that you could see that could look a little puzzling for a little while. But it's not – it wouldn't, like, overcome a, a yeah. massive sentiment change, I don't think. All right. Eric Bautunis is a senior ETF analyst at Bloomberg. He's at Eric Bautunis on Twitter. A, a tremendous, tremendous Twitter follow if you're into ETFs like I am. Eric, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a good day. All right. Uh, yeah, guys, that was like the most fun I've had in a hot second right there. So thanks again to Eric. Uh, tons of fun. Uh, yeah, I may have been nerding out a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I may have been looking forward to that all weekend. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was tons of fun. I will have to have Eric back. Um, if you missed it uh, on Friday, uh, I made, uh, had my debut, the first ever Benzinga uh, ETF show. Uh, was Friday at 2.30. It is up on YouTube. I had a conversation with Wilshire Phoenix. They had launched a new gold fund last week, so we talked about that. Uh, I'll be doing a week uh, ETF show at the very least every Friday uh, going forward, so you can look forward to that. I'll have to get Eric on on that ETF show. We can have a more more nuanced discussion uh, about, about ETFs. And uh, yeah, Doc and Dave, pretty nerdy. You're damn right it's pretty nerdy. If if 21-year-old me could see myself now, he would 
he would be blown the f away. Uh, but hey, that's that's where we are, right? Um, ETFs are like the coolest thing ever. So okay, nine uh, eighteen. We're gonna have get technical with Neil Hamilton on uh, in about twelve, eleven or so minutes from now. I want to run through today's schedule real fast again. Uh, today's programming schedule is in the description of our YouTube video. We've got get technical with Neil Hamilton at nine thirty. We've got trading with Benzinga Pro at 10.30, a quick news desk update at 10.45. SPACs attack at 11. Uh, today, it's, it's going to be Mitch and myself uh, on SPACs attack. Chris it, it had to take a day. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow, uh, I'm told. Uh, but Mitch and myself on at SPACs attack at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Missouri Nation Power Hour with Luke, Jacoby, and, or I should say Hot Stocks Luke, Jacoby, and Jason Rasnick at noon Eastern time. Options Advantage with Mozzie Trades at 2 o'clock. Biotech Buzz with the VIP Biotech at 2.30. Pre-market prep at the close at uh, 3.30. And then at 3 o'clock, we'll do some ticker time when we'll, we'll just sort of hang out. Um, you know, for that half hour. So then, of course, the uh, Benzinger Pro Power Hour at four o'clock to wrap up the day. So a full day of programming to get to. Lots of news, uh, lots of headlines. Let's just run through the headlines in the morning because I, you know, I know we we discussed a few of them, but there are others that we missed. Uh, real quick on the ratings front, I mentioned Deutsche Bank. They are getting bullish. The airlines this morning, Deutsche Bank is upgrading Southwest Airlines to a buy, getting a $64 price target. They're upgrading UAL, what timing there, to a buy, giving it a $60 price target. Upgrading American to a buy, giving it a $23 price target. And upgrading Delta to a buy, giving it a $55 price target. Also uh, upgrading Spirit to a buy giving it a $44 price target. JetBlue gets a buy rating, $21 price target. And Alaska Air gets a buy at seven. It gets a $75 price target. Also, SkyWest gets a buy. Jeez, they've graded every airline. So, uh, SkyWest gets a buy, $65 PT there. So, Deutsche Bank getting bullish airlines across the board. Wow. Okay. What timing on that? Because that was a United flight that had the emergency landing yesterday. So that was interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, just went through the headlines of the morning. We, of course, uh, had Merger Monday today. A couple of deals, uh, a tire deal and a bank deal. Goodyear Tire is buying uh, Cooper Tires for, uh, comes out to $2.8 billion in cash and stock. And MNT Bank, ticker is MTB, uh, is uh, buying PBCT, uh, People's United Financial uh, there, a couple of SPAC deals as well. We mentioned, of course, earlier in the hour, or earlier on the broadcast, uh, not a good day to announce those deals, but nonetheless, Starboard Value is buying uh, Six Terra. This is a um, uh, call, uh, 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 a tech, what's the word I'm looking for? Tech Center um, footprint. God, I'm blanking on the words now. Uh, you know what? Let me just Google it because clearly I don't know what I'm talking about. Da, 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 da. Yeah, retail co-location and interconnection services. So, call center basically. They own. They own. They own the real estate. They own. They own those. Uh, so that, that's going to be SVAC, which of course Dennis and I are both long. It's his fault. I'm long. So if you're mad, at, if you're mad. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at Dennis. Uh, NSTB. This one is super interesting. Northern Star 
investment. We'll discuss this more on SPAC's attack, but uh, they're buying Apex Clearing, which uh, provides the clearing for a lot of retail brokers. Uh, they used to do Robinhood before Robinhood made their own uh, clearing services, uh, but they do clearing for Webull. They do clearing for Gatsby. Uh, I believe they do clearing for Public. They do clearing for uh, TD Ameritrade, I believe. Uh, so they're, that's the, that's a way to trade the, the retail trade. If, if you want to you know, buy uh, or go long retail trading and retail activity in the markets, uh, NSTB is a way. Like you can do it by, you know, buying the retail brokers. There aren't that many anymore, right? You can buy IBKR, you can buy Charles Schwab, um, but NSTB is now going to be a way to get exposure to that trade. So that's very, very interesting. And the timing is interesting too, because we just had sort of all this market structure uh, chaos in the form of the GameStop and Robinhood. So the timing of this deal, um, very interesting. Going to be, It's a very large deal, right? They're buying uh, Apex for essentially what comes out to $4.7 billion of enterprise value. Uh, so this is a big, big deal. They also do have some crypto exposure. Thank you, Jonas, for reminding me of that. Uh, so I'll, I'm going to be watching. I don't own NSTB, uh, but I will be watching this very closely because uh, it's a very interesting business, especially in the context of, 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 of the GameStop chaos and, 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 the, and the clearing and, um, you know, the DTCC uh, and, and all, that, all that chaos there. Uh, CCIV is once again in the headlines. Is it up this morning? Of course it's up this morning. Why wouldn't it be up this morning? Report over the weekend from Bloomberg that a deal with Lucid Motors could be announced as soon as Tuesday. God forbid they announce it today, right? God forbid. Let me pull up a chart there, CCIV, so you can see what I'm seeing. I'll zoom in. There we go. There's my chart. You can see it up, Jesus, up $9 this morning. My goodness, guys. Wow. You know, Chris Kachi had a great tweet. I want to read Chris Kachi's tweet uh, on CCIV from uh the other day i had to find it first though one second here we go this is a tweet from uh, our own chris kachi uh and i'll read reminder this is from from uh saturday reminder for everyone if cci field iv deal gets done at 15 billion dollars that is based on shares at ten dollars there is a huge premium built in, and the company will be valued at over $60 billion already. Also, CCIV will not own all of the company. So Chris is long CCIV, but just please, please, please uh, be careful uh, on these uh, on these SPACs. And on the SPAC note, if you didn't attend the Benzinga Bootcamp Saturday, you missed a great show. Mitch was there. Chris was there. I was I was watching. I was not uh, there there. I was there in spirit. Um, but uh, you can find that recording. You can you can buy that recording uh, by going to benzingabootcamp.com. Uh, it was SPACs and options focused. Highly recommend that. They, they, those guys put on a great show. It was a full day of content. Uh, tremendous stuff. So thank you, XIII in the chat. Uh, thank you, Popcorn89. Appreciate that. Next time, I hope I get invited. Well, Neil was there. Maybe he'll invite me next time because uh, he he was invited and I and I was not. Okay, nine twenty six. Got four minutes until the open. Four minutes until get 
technical. Looking at the biggest movers in the morning, we haven't talked about downside yet. I mean, we talked about the market being down, but as far as individual stocks, biggest uh, movers on my list uh, as far as downside is OTIC. Autonomy is down 50% in the pre-market this morning. They announced results for a phase three clinical trial uh, in patients with Meniere's disease, and it did not achieve achieve the primary endpoints of OTIC getting cracked on that this morning. Uh, I mentioned Fizz. It is not really down 46%. They had a, a one-for-one split paid as a dividend, kind of strange. Uh, so it's actually reflecting the split, not down by half. EBIX is also down 41% this morning. Looks like they actually uh, reiterated their positive guidance for the year, had a press release talking about their uh, cash equivalents, their gift card business. Um, don't really know what's going on with EBIX. They have a pulpit chart, so you can see what I'm seeing on EBIX. Ouch. Was it earnings? No, it was not earnings. Interesting. Back to my movers tool. On the downside, Just Energy, JE, also down 31% this morning. I mention the movers tool all the time. I, I use this tool every single day. It is the first thing I look at when I sit down at my desk just to see what's up and what's down. Um, and that's how that's how you find news, right? That's how you find news because you, you just see, oh, oh, crap, a stock's up big. Oh, crap, stock is down big. Find out why. That's it, right? So JE down this morning. It looks like the continuation from last week where they delayed uh, oh, they delayed financial filings? Oh, gosh. You never want to see that. Delaying filings? Oh, geez. Not what you want to see. MoneyGram had earnings this morning. MGI down 20%. Their earnings beat, their sales missed, uh, and their Q1 sales guidance was light. MGI. Let's pull up that chart. Yeah. Yeah, boring stock. Down $2.00. Big deal. How's RCL doing? Kind of holding steady, not doing a ton. I mean, it's up on a day the market's down, so that tells us something. But in a vacuum, you know, it's up half a buck. I don't know. Not doing a ton for me there. If you're listening via podcast, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.